the adult education program at Congregation Renat Yisrael presents Tuvia Tenenbaum this coming Sunday night, February the 12th, beginning at 8 p.m. Catching the Jew Here Too, Anti-Semitism and Anti-Zionism in Israel and the U.S. The event will feature the reading of excerpts from the author's books, remarks by the author about the experiences that led him to write the books, as well as a Q&A session. Uh, light refreshments will be served. Uh, it is a reasonable admission price. You could sign up in advance by going to renot.org slash event and get ready for Sunday night. Tovia Tenenbaum is the author of the uh, Spiegel Top 10 bestseller, Sleep, I Sleep in Hitler's Room, and the number one bestseller in Israel, Catch the Jew, and a regular columnist, Reside Online in the Forward. Tovia, who holds advanced degrees in both literature and mathematics, is also the founder and artistic director of the Jewish Theater of New York. Tovia Tenenbaum, welcome to JM in the AM. Welcome, Aleichem Asholem. How are you doing? Tadaraba. It's a pleasure to speak to you. The, the, uh, Same here. The newest book is The Lies They Tell, am I right? Is that how it goes? The Lies They Tell, exactly. And you, it, say it, you say it honestly and truthfully. And that book, that book uh, answers the question, at least based on what I read on the site, ever wonder why America has moved from Obamaland to Trumpland? If so, acquaint yourself with the lies they tell. How does that book help answer that question? Uh, very, very, very simple. I mean, uh, no matter what you believe or don't believe, uh, or whatever your political standing or not, we don't know, really know Trump. We don't know the man. We know more or less what people think of him and the impressions that he makes. And when you look at him, and from what I can tell, is that he is the exact mirror of America, is the reflection of America. First of all, how do I know it? I know it because the lies that tell, we, uh, this book was done, uh, this is the third in a series of books, and this was done, uh, the research for it and the actual uh, interviewing people started in uh, June of 15 and ended in, uh, in 2016, basically during the period of the primaries and the and the and the Gatsamaisa, the election year. Right. So this was an interview in, uh, crossing the United States from east to west, from west to east, north and south, and speaking to people in the thousands. Usually, I mean, I, I reside in Manhattan, uh, some of the time at least, um, and being in Manhattan, you know, you know your little shtetl, you know your Manhattan, and you think you know America, but America has 50 states. And they are very, very different. And each one is unique to itself. And there is a collection of ideas and there's a collection of thinking. And there are stories and there are ways of life that we in Manhattan are really not private. We might have read a little bit here, a little bit there. But what's really going on in the country is you cannot tell by by reading the news or by watching TV. How, How many states did you visit in that period of time? Altogether, uh, 28 states plus Washington, D.C. And uh, if I would have asked you, uh, if I would have asked you on uh, November 1st who will win the election, would you, in fact, have predicted Trump for that reason? Yeah. You knew it? Yeah. I mean, I know it. I'm not a novice. I'm not, I'm not a prophet. I mean, but, you know, my thinking was all the time, you know, after seeing all the Americans, Ameri- you know, talking to so many Americans, this is a Trump land. This is not an Obama land. Right. You know, but then you, you say, everybody you say, you know, it looks to me that Trump is going to win because 
is America and everybody saying to you, what are you talking about? How can you say that Trump will look at this? Right. I mean, the New York Times said for the longest of times that Trump has 9% chance of winning against, you know, 91 of uh, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> but when you talk to the people and you see, you see America that is different. Right. America, the real America, the real America is terribly racist, deeply racist. The real America is so divided. The real America is fearful. People, and you ask some questions about, who did you vote for last election or something like that? We'll not talk to you about it. People in America um, are different. People in America, you know, in the first five minutes, on the first ten minutes, when you interview a person, everything is nice. They love everybody. They love diversity. They love this. They love that. And everything is great. And it's beautiful. But when you continue to talk to them, and, and I present myself as a German journalist, because I am such also, I don't tell them I'm Jewish. I don't tell them I'm also an American. And with my accent, I can say anything, basically. And once they feel confident in you and comfortable with you, they tell you a totally different story. Well, one of the German, uh, uh, one of the German news sources called you a combination oh. of Michael Moore and Borat, and now I understand why. How did you? Oh, thank you. At, at what point? Yeah, I figured it's a compliment. At what point did you discover the racism? Is this is this what happens ten minutes into any conversation with an American? It, it happens like you, you learn on the way what kind of questions to ask as you open up. For example, I'll give you an example. I'm going to a place, you know, I'm in Philadelphia. I'm moving from New York, going to, to Pennsylvania, going to Philadelphia. And there is a place called German Town, so I'm going to see the Germans of America. Because, after all, according to the census, um, 15 million Americans say that they are descendants of Germans. Right. This is the largest portion of Americans, you know, say that belong to one identity, right. one, you know. And you go to Germantown, and there's not one German there. It's all blacks. And it's a hood. And you go there, and the first thing you see, and people ask you, they see a white man, and you say, Hey, you man, what you doing here? I say, excuse me, what's your problem? And you say, you a white man. No white man walking here, man. You know, and then you start talking to them. And then you realize you are, you are living in a world that's like unbelievable. They tell you who's got shot here, who got shot there, how many people were shot just yesterday, who was shot this morning, and who is going to be probably shot tonight. And then you go to other places, and you go and you go and you see the real hoods. It's not Harlem, the real hoods. And I can tell you, I was in a in refugee camps. Refugee camps in the where? Midlands, in the Middle East. Yeah, you know. Yeah. In Jordan, whatever, and and I saw places it was, I was crying after I left them. But those refugee camps are five star hotels in comparison to what happens in America right here and now. You cannot believe in this riches of countries, in this some powerful country that spends hundreds of billions of dollars on on defense, six hundred billions or whatever, and what's happening here. It's like really unbelievable. And in this Trump is totally right. You know, the inner city is is frightening to watch what happens in the inner city. Tovia Tannenbaum is with us. He'll be the guest at Congregation Renat Yisrael in Teaneck, New Jersey on Sunday night beginning at 8 p.m. Catching the Jew. We'll talk about the book in a minute. Here, too, anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism in Israel and the United States. I would assume from the title 
that just like you discovered racism as you discover as you d- discussed different topics with people across America, you discovered plenty of anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism as well. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, it is amazing to see. I mean, I didn't expect, you know, starting the journey, I didn't even think that people would know anything, let's say, about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. But hearing people say over and over again, free Palestine, especially the young, and and even in, in very red states like Montana, North Dakota was also frightening to see that. And what's worse for me, and this was a big discovery, is that the Jewish community as a whole, not excluding the Orthodox community, the Jewish community as a whole, not everybody, but the majority, are so self-hating. They call Israel, they cannot stop. Saying that Israel is an apartheid state. Well, again, you're, you're, you're again, but you're, you have a, you, you are, uh, you're, ba- you're basing that on the fact that anybody who is anti-Israel or calls them an apartheid state uh, would then be a self-hating Jew. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they would argue that they can, you know, have a, 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 a that they can have a logical opinion about what Israel is or isn't on the world. I, scene. I, I have no problem with people who are criticizing this or that, Netanyahu or whatever it is. I have no problem. I've been criticizing him for that too. But this is not the only thing they say. Then they say that Judaism is racism. Their own religion. Their own religion. And they say it in temples. Right. From the pulpit sometimes. From the pulpit. Yeah. So you have these Jews who say that any racism in America is the fault of the Jews. And you listen to this, and you cannot believe your eyes, and you cannot believe your ears. And you see it over and over and over again. I mean, we are like, again, in Montana, there is a place over there that if you, you know, in America, you can't buy anything for money. So you have a lot of money, and then, and then you decide you want to be a cowboy. So there, is, there are people who will do it for you. You come to Montana, and for one week, it will turn you into a cowboy. <laughs> And then you'll get a plaque, you know, and you'll get like something, you know, at <laughs> the paper that says that you're a cowboy. You have money, so you have to spend it somewhere, right? You know, so yeah, sitting there for one time for lunch with this, this cowboy for a week. And then from nowhere, a guy starts talking about, we talk about how to feed a horse. And the guy starts talking about the Palestinians. And the Palestinians are suffering. It ends with brutal people. That was a Jewish... Called, his, called Israelis. That was and a, I say, excuse me, are you Jewish? He says, yes. How did you know? <laughs> well, I guess that answers my question. Tovia Tannenbaum is with us. So you, you wrote a book, um, and we mentioned that the, the lies they tell, the latest one. But you wrote a book that, that you know, first put you on my radar, and that was the book, yeah. the book called Catch the Jew. So just, yeah. just like you described, uh, you know, traveling America and visiting 28 states, and Catch the Jew... Yeah. You are tra- yeah. you are traveling essentially to every area, if I have this right, every area yeah. of Israel and the PA. Would that be accurate, or even beyond that? That's accurate. Okay. What, so, so what? You know, it's funny. What? What? I'll get to the funny part in a minute. What type of questions do you pose in those forum that you know that that led you to find out the attitude of Arabs and Jews toward Israel? It's very very simple. Uh, since I am uh, my main publisher, my original publisher is a German publishing company called Zilkamp. This is, the, I guess, the most prestigious uh, publishing company in Germany. Right. 
and they sent me here and there. I, you know, get assignment here and there, you know, different countries, and and I'm also a journalist for the paper Zeit, uh, which is like the equivalent of the New York Times here. So when I go over there in Israel, I went to Israel, and I went as a German journalist again. And the way I presented myself, I called myself uh, uh, Toby the German. You know, yeah. Tuvia is in German Tobias, and Tobias in short, the immunity is Toby, so it's, it's honest, as they say. And then I got friendly, I became friendly with uh, all kinds of people. For example, Jibril Rajub was uh, one of my best friends. He thought I'm an original Ashley, you know, German, a good Nazi. <laughs> and and Jibril Rajub was the guy who was in charge of, uh, he's basically the spy master of Palestine, you can say. He's dabbling in, every, in, dabbing in everything. He's one day he's doing this, one day he's doing that. And and he's the Mamlich Malochim. He decides who's going to be whom. And we became very, very friendly. And and then I became very friendly with the whole top uh, uh, Palestinian leadership and walking there with the Palestinians, and of course, uh, many Europeans saw me in that capacity, and I got acquainted with all kinds of European NGOs, and American NGOs as well, and, uh, and then I realized that there are so many Europeans are walking, either in Israel or with the Palestinians, and billions upon millions are spent every year on these kind of things, and, and, and the agenda of all of them, while they say, their agenda is peace and stability in the Middle East. The truth is very far from it. Their agenda is to catch the Jew doing something wrong. And they do it in every possible way. Every possible way. And, and the book details what they are doing. And, it's, and the money they are spending. It, it's just amazing, amazing, amazing. And if they find a Jew who is self-hating, and, and, you know, they come, they connect with him, they give him money, and assign him to the job to find a bad Israeli settler, a bad Israeli politician, what they call, or, you know, criminal police, criminal soldiers, whatever it is, and you have this organization like Rabbis for Human Rights, you know, added by, at least at the time, by Eric Asherman, an American import to Israel. Yeah. And, and this guy wakes up every morning, this so-called rabbi, wakes up every morning, which one way she prays to God to find a bad Jew so he can video that bad Jew and make it public world over. Wow. It is frightening. It's frightening, frightening. So For example, I saw in Yad Vashem, you know, the EU is paying people, paying organizations, will take students, foreign students, take them to Yad Vashem, and then they have a guide who tells them that what they see is subjective, it's not objective, it's from the perspective of the Jews, it doesn't mean it's true, that it really happened, but what is true is that the Jews are committing a holocaust against the Palestinians. And ah. they do it in Yad Vashem, and they tell them all Arabic stories of how Jews kill Arabs. Ah. This is paid for by our good friends, the European Union. And your book is full of these examples? Full of these examples. Uh, did you, you know, did you meet anyone on the quote unquote other side who seemed to be a sincere peacenik? Sadly, I wish I did, and I try. I gave everybody the benefit of the doubt. I gave everybody. I even gave you know like Gideon Levy, from you know, the journalist 
from 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 Haaretz who, who writes as a column and every week he writes uh, another Arab story of what Israelis are doing to Palestinians. And I said, and, and I asked Gidon, I said, Gidon, do you speak Arabic? I said to him, it makes no sense. I mean, what you see is not what I see. I go to these places, you go to these places. I come up with a totally different story. How come? I said to him, do you speak Arabic? He said, no, not a single word. I said, then how do you know? That's what you are told. How do you know to tell the stories? He said, you know, I have people, translators. I said to him, you know what? How do you know that they tell you the truth? <laughs> Let me ask you something, I said to him, Gideon, for the sake of honesty, right, wow. for the sake of honest reporting, I have a crew, I have a team, I showed him, you know, uh, my wife was with me all the time, you know, she does pictures, and I have a crew of video and, 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 and audio professionals, I have a team. I say, you know what, I have these people, you know, and the people that I have in the video and the sounds, they are Germans and Swiss, I say, I'll go, I'll go with you, they record everything. And whatever they record, that will be in my book. All I need from you is next time you go, tell me and I'll come, I'll join you. I speak Arabic. I understand. I don't need a translator. Let's do it together. Is it a deal? And Gideon says, yes, it is a deal. Next time I'm going, I'll call you ahead of time and you are welcome to come. The funny part to me, and again... I called Gideon so many times. Just, I said, Gideon, when, when, when? He refused. He refused to accompany you on that? He uh... refused to, so that I accompany him. Right. You know, I said, okay. I, I, and then I found out, my way, that the guy who accompanied him, you know, his, his guide, I got connected to his guide. He's the chief researcher of the Israeli uh, NGO Bethlehem. And I hooked up with him. I went to Janine, you know, and I joined him. And then we went to meet Palestinian and to hear all the Arab stories. And then he can't fool, fool me. It doesn't work because I speak Arabic. So he started, he's the chief researcher of Bethlehem. He's a Jewish organization, Israeli organization. And that chief researcher who finds, who finds reports of atrocities committed by Jews, he tells me, as the video is running, he tells me that the Holocaust never happened. It's a lie. And just imagine this. And before we leave, we spend all day together. And before we leave, he says to me, Toby, you recorded everything. But you know what goes in and what does not go in. Mm. Huh? That's uh, the media operates. Yeah. Um, Sadly, it is fake. At some point, you know? at some point, was the jig up? I mean, is it now impossible for you to pull this off if you went into the... Uh, Arab areas, because you're so well known at this point. I mean, I tried a little bit. I went uh, last time. I went like three months ago. I went, but I went only to uh, to one section, and it's probably dangerous for me at this point. Right. I mean, Jibril Rajub after it became the book came out in Israel, and it was in, in Israel the book, the Hebrew book in Hebrew is is him and me together. On, on the cover, you know, hugging each other or whatever, standing next to each other. Wow. In a lovely pose. Oh, wow. And he tried to get me to come to Ramallah under fake pretense, and I found out that it was fake. And uh, so, obviously, he wanted to, to turn me into a kosher hamburger. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, 
I would think so. But, uh, yeah, I guess for this point, you know, especially from the leadership, that would be, I mean, the normal people, I don't think it was a problem, but I think the leadership, like Jibril Rajub, who should have known that I am Jewish, you know, I, I was even in the Israeli army, so, and that he didn't know that is probably, you know, he feels a little bit, <laughs> you know. Should have um, done his research, huh? Should have done his research. <laughs> yeah, but, but you understand, I understand, I understand why he didn't. I mean, it's like, because in that culture, you know, it's like, we have our culture, it's Western culture. The Palestinians have a different culture, you know, if I like you, and if I trust you, I don't need any Google. Right. Because I'm better than anybody. Right. You know? So he trusts their instincts. And in this, you know, and, and it worked because of that. Well, you know? what would you say, and we only have a minute left, but what would you, what, what would you say to, to my friends in Carnet Shomron who are so friendly with their Arab neighbors and who depend on them for different things and who work together? What would you say to them about, you know, what's really going through the minds of the people they're with? I mean, people, people like to delude themselves on the left and on the right. And, and that's a reality. You know, I mean, you have to wake up to reality. And you have to wake up to the real reality, to the honest reality, that this is what it is. I mean, these people, I mean, I mean uh, just think of it. They, they really, they are people, the Palestinians, are very proud people, let me tell you. They are not stupid. They are manipulating because the culture is part of the culture is manipulating. It's, it's part, it's the part you know, that's very funny about the culture. But if you speak Arabic and, and you come as a German and, and as the people, look, the Israelis think that he is the most moderate Palestinian there is. They gave him a Hebrew name, Gabi Regan. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, hello. I mean, this is what they think about Jibril Rajoub. And Jibril Rajoub pulls off tricks with everybody. But with me, he didn't have to pull any tricks because I am German, you know, and from his perspective, as the people is around him told me, he said to me, Ruby, you and us are the same. We are all German. Our blood is German. The only problem is that Rommel lost. You know what they are talking about. That who lost? Rommel lost. Oh, the Romans lost. Rommel, Rommel, the, 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 the German uh, military guy, you know, because the Nazis did not, could not cross into, into Israel. That, into he Palestine, lost, that, that he lost the war in the effort to take over the Middle East. Exactly. That's the problem. That was in the house of Jibril Rajub. <laughs> so, here you go. Tovia Tenenbaum, this coming Sunday night, 8 p.m. at Congregation Renat Yisrael in Teaneck, New Jersey. Catching the Jew here, too. Anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism in Israel and the United States. He's author of The Lies They Tell. He's author of uh, Catch the Jew, other books as well. Uh, they, they came to me highly recommended by those who have read them. I thank you so much for your time. Good luck on Sunday thank night. Thank you very much, and we'll see you. Kadarabha. Tovia Tenenbaum here at JM in the AM. Wow. Someone actually gave me the book, Catch the Jew, a few weeks ago and said, you must read this, you must read this, you must read this. And, of course, it's sitting there, and I haven't picked it up yet. And then I was offered yesterday to speak with him on the air, and I said, even though I haven't read it yet, I have to find out what he is all about. And we got certainly an interesting perspective, not only what he is all about, but what some of the people he's spoken to, both in this country and in the Middle East, are all about.